You're listening to KYMN 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and streaming online at KimRadio.net. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. It's the show that covers America's pastime through the eyes of the people who love it the most. From journalists to broadcasters, and of course, the athletes that play the game, we will have all your bases covered. Here's your host, Colin Landsteiner. Good morning, everybody. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. It's a beautiful day in Norfield, and we got a lot of baseball here on KYMN today. Today's show, leading up to the Twins doubleheader, will feature Charlie Lechtenberg. He is the manager for the Faribault Lakers, and he's going to talk about the Fox 9 Town Ball Classic, which is coming to town next week. But before that, we continue our series of Twins Minor League Broadcasters, and we're going to be talking to Tim Grubbs. He's the director of broadcasting for the Wichita Wind Surge. All right, this is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Our guest is Tim Grubbs from the Wichita Wind Surge. He is the director of broadcasting and is the announcer of the Wind Surge's games. And uh, Tim, welcome to the program. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to talking some Twins baseball and obviously some Wind Surge baseball. And uh, Tim, give us a little idea. I, I mentioned you are uh, the broadcaster for the team, but what does your role entail with the ball club? Well, when you wear uh, when you work in minor league baseball, you wear many hats. That's what I always say. It's it's appropriate that we wear caps and hats in baseball because uh, you know you do a little bit of everything. Obviously, uh, you know my role with the club is I broadcast all of the games. So this season, 120 games. I also uh, handle a lot of the public relations for the ball club. Um, especially from the baseball side of things um, with baseball players and, you know, all the different statistical different things on a day-to-day basis, setting up interviews, coordinating interviews with our players, coaches, um, you know, with the local media and, you know, and the media obviously uh, up in uh, the Twin Cities. And then I deal with sales. You know, I'm obviously I'm starting to sell some advertising and do some marketing here at the ballpark. And then also involved with this court, helping to assist with coordinating the team travel, you know, how does the team get from uh, A to B and, you know, where we're going to stay and what's the details with the hotel, et cetera. So there's a lot going on when you work in minor league baseball. You just don't have one role with the team. Yeah, we've had the pleasure to talk to many of the Twins affiliates, including the Saints and Cedar Rapids, and really have gotten that vibe from them that, like you said, you got to wear lots of hats in minor league baseball. Uh, but it sounds like, you know, from talking to you uh, before the interview here, you've been around this franchise for a while. Uh, how long have you been a part of it? Well, technically, this franchise, I've been with it for probably 19 or 20 years now. Um, I, I joined this franchise when it was still in New Orleans back in the fall of 2001 um, and was part of the New Orleans Ball Club, which was the New Orleans Zephyrs for a long time. And then in the later years, we changed the name to the New Orleans Baby Cakes. Uh, it was a AAA team. We were affiliated with several different organizations along that time, uh, Astros, Nationals, Mets for a couple of years, Marlins for 12 years. The franchise uh, moved from New Orleans to Wichita, Kansas for the st- after the 2019 season, and we were scheduled to be a AAA affiliate for the Marlins in a brand-new ballpark in downtown Wichita, Kansas for the 2020 season. Um, obviously, <laughs> there was no 2020 season. 
there was a lot of change in minor league baseball. Major league baseball took it over. They did some realignment, eliminated 42 teams. Uh, Wichita uh, got lowered in classification from AAA to AA, and uh, here we are. Um, ever since uh, the last fall, we've been the uh, AA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. So, you know, uh, people were, you know, we have a AAA type facility here. Um, it's beautiful. It's right on the river. You got a view of the downtown skyline of Wichita, Kansas. And I knew we wouldn't be Marlins for long. Obviously, uh, it'd make no sense for Miami to have an affiliate in the middle of the country. So I figured we'd be a Midwest team. And I, and I think it's, it just, it works out well. You know, I know most of our fan base, at least some of our fan base is Royals fans, but being in the same division as Kansas City, they can follow the Twins players and just make a short drive up the KC to, to see their former wind surge players when they come to town with, with Minnesota. And Tim, you know, like you said, you, you got the new name, the brand, um, new team uh, here in Kansas. And um, how has that transition gone so far here this year to double-A baseball and, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure it's presented some challenges as well. It's presented some challenges coming off of COVID and, and everything like that. And uh, we were limited capacity earlier in the year. Now we're pretty much 100%. And, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. And I tell you, it, the ballpark is beautiful. Uh, it is a beautiful stadium, um, $90 million ballpark that was set to open last April. Um, took an extra year to open but uh, all the little finishing touches are done and the, and the beautiful natural grass and the city skyline in the background. The, the, where the ballpark sits is where Lawrence Dumont Stadium sat before us. Uh, that was a ballpark that was built in 1934. Um, so it has kind of the same look, but at the same time, it's, it's got all the amenities and all the bells and whistles of a stadium that you would expect, you know, that was built in 2020. And our fan base, which had an old antiquated stadium sitting here for a long time. Um, they've lost affiliated baseball 13 years ago. They've been dealing with independent baseball in that facility. And it took building a new stadium and bringing the wrecking ball to that ballpark, you know, to bring affiliated ball back. And, it, and it's a big jump, jump and play, you know, from the American Association to, you know, double-A affiliated ball. And I think our fans are loving it because you see how beautiful the stadium is and, and in the excitement of baseball day in and day out. And, of course, last year there was no minor league baseball due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And, um, you know, this year you guys have these six-game series. How is that transition back to minor league baseball going for some of these players? You know, I think, you know, I think the hitters like it, you know, because, you know, the one thing about minor league baseball is, is, is travel. Um, you know, obviously we, we bus, you know, every city. And, you know, you bus overnight, you know, you get done with a game at 10 p.m. And, you know, the bus is loaded up, get the equipment on, get everybody on, showered, eat some food. And maybe it's an eight hour, maybe it's a four hour bus ride in the middle of the night to the next city. And then you play the next night. This year, we haven't had to do that um, because you're there for six days. We travel usually on a Monday on an off day you get to a city you play tuesday night you play tuesday through sunday you get done with the game on sunday afternoon you get back on the bus and go to the next city and then you're off monday and then you play tuesday so i think from a positional plan standpoint the players love it pitchers i don't think pitchers like to see the same team that often we all know scouting reports are out there and you know there's little things and the fact that the starting pitcher on tuesday who might be the 
you know, number one starter for the week has to start against the same exact team five days later on Sunday. It's hard for these players to forget any type of, you know, mechanical flaw or something they may have picked up in the process. So I don't know if the starters really like facing the same team twice in a series. And it's like that with the bullpen, because obviously you're getting a lot of appearances against the same team, but obviously it can work both ways. They can uh, figure out the hitters as well. But I think from a logistical standpoint, what we've done here in 2020 from 2020 with no season, uh, if you would have talked to me three, four, five months ago, I wasn't sure what kind of season we're going to have this year. And the fact that we're back to, uh, relatively normalcy i think it's great and i think the guys are just happy to be back on the diamond after a year away and with uh, you know the wind surge being an affiliate of the minnesota twins uh obviously twins fans should have their eyes on the wind surge who are some players that we should be excited about maybe coming up to the twins ball club in the next few years well, I mean, we've had two of them, we've had three of them. Gilberto Celestino, you're seeing now, opened the year with us, uh, got called up. He's our first wind surge player to the big leagues. Um, so he's been playing for the Twins here for a little while. Jose Miranda recently got called up to AAA St. Paul. Josh Winder just recently called up as well. Those, were, those are some of the big names that really have carried us and part of the reason why we're in first place. Uh, but there are some other guys down here, believe me, even though, you know, St. Paul has depleted us of maybe some of our uh, all-star players and guys that are dotting the league leaderboard in many categories. Uh, Spencer Steer and Trey Cabbage are guys that have been added to this roster that have added some pop to the lineup and are playing very well. Um, so we're happy about them. Pitching-wise, Jordan Belazovic, who's one of the Twins' top prospects, punched out 11 batters the other night against the Tulsa Drillers and pitched seven shutout innings. I think you could potentially see him as early as this year, depending on what the Twins decide to do. Obviously, I'm not in those rooms when they decide who gets called up and who doesn't. He's been terrific. Giovanni Moran has been solid out of our bullpen. He has uh, been phenomenal. Uh, we've got some guys, Jermaine Palacios, uh, you, you name it. I mean, we've got some talent that I think uh, will be in the Twin Cities, um, if not 2022, certainly uh, in 2023. We're here with Tim Grubbs, the director of broadcasting with the Wichita Wind Surge. Of course, if you don't know who the Wichita Wind Surge are, they're a minor league affiliate, double-A affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. And Tim, you know, you have, like you said, been with this uh, franchise for quite a long time. I'm sure you've traveled to a lot of awesome ballparks. And what are some of your favorites? I love, I mean, there's a lot of great ballparks. Uh, One of my favorite just old-school ballparks is in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, the home of the Iowa Cubs. They just got a great fan base. It's tremendous. It's obviously a short drive, you know, from where your listeners are. Are um, it just has good. It has a good vibe to it. It's a ballpark that was built back in the uh, late '80s, early '90s, and actually it goes even before that. That's when it was like a total renovation. My favorite ballpark, I think, I've broadcast in at the minor league level, El Paso, Texas, the home of the El Paso Chihuahuas, um, the uh, Padres AAA team. Uh, Fernando was there just two years ago, and I tell you, the ballpark, it's built. They tore down City Hall six years ago and built the ballpark, and, you know, I know that probably doesn't go over well in this, you know, with politics, but it was such a great idea, and because it was on such a small plot of land, they just barely had enough land to build the ballpark there, so they built it kind of high, so uh, your broadcast view is pretty high, the way the sound radiates in that stadium because it's kind of stacked on top of each other, it just has a great feel. 
Um, probably my number one stadium that I like. I have obviously love calling games here at Riverfront, uh, brand new ballpark in Wichita. And then there's a phenomenal new stadium out in Vegas that's uh, AAA for the Oakland Athletics um, that I've called games in. I mean, it's it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got a swim-up bar in the outfield. It's got all types of things that maybe you don't necessarily need at a ballpark, but it's it overwhelms you when you're there. And uh, it's certainly another great place just outside of um, the Las Vegas Strip, um, the Las Vegas Aviators. And, of course, Tim, you know, you've got to have a lot of great memories working in the minors. What are some of your favorites, and uh, what's the best part of working in the minor leagues? And the best part of working in minor league baseball, without a doubt, is, uh, you know, I grew up as a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But people ask me who my favorite team is now. And, you know, I mean, it, I guess technically just because of my youth, it could technically be the Pirates. But I root for guys. been a part of the team with, with Carlos Gomez. I've been a part of teams with the, the long list of Major League Baseball players. A former twin, Mike Pelfrey. Uh, he, I, I knew him as a very young guy, you know, when he was coming up the ranks. And uh, I've gotten to know a lot of guys, Kristen Yelich, JT Romuto, um, just to name a few. That mean, when, when I look at a major league box score, when I'm broadcasting a game on a nightly basis, and I'm sitting here going, you know, here's an update from, you know, Detroit, and so-and-so did this. And I, I smile because it's names that I know. It might be a name of a guy that I've become friendly with over the years. So, I, I mean, I root for the guys. I mean, just it's, it's, it's all part of the human characteristics of being, you know, of getting to know people and you root for them, even though he might be playing for a team that I despised in my youth, uh, you know, I root for that player. And I think that's what's fun, the camaraderie and, and just going to the ballpark on a day-to-day basis. I, I think that, you know, hey, I don't look at myself as having a job. Um, when I get up in the morning and, and put my polo shirt on with the team logo on it, uh, you know, some people do that for fun. I mean, here I am doing it as part of my career, and I just love it. And Tim, lastly, before I let you go here, Obviously, you guys are having a great season with the wind surge down there in first place. Uh, where can where can our listeners around here, how can they take a listen to your guys' broadcast? Yeah, no, there's definitely some options. Technology is phenomenal that you can listen to a wind surge game wherever you may be. Windsurge.com, W-I-N-D-S-U-R-G-E, windsurge.com on your laptop. Um, there's a great app. It's free, um, M-I-L-B minor league baseball m-i-l-b and it's called the at bat app um and you can get all the statistics for all your twins affiliates or whatever team you like and in the upper right hand corner there's a set of headphones and if you click that it takes you to the broadcast so you can listen to the saint paul saints broadcast you can listen to the wind surge broadcast you can listen to the fort myers (laughs) muscle mighty muscles you can listen to the cedar rapids colonels any of the twins affiliates if we're playing and you click that the broadcast can come on and uh, it's free as I mentioned. And it's awesome because it's a great way to, to follow the team. And of course we're on social media. Uh, my, my email or my Twitter is Mr. M R Tim Grubb. Sorry. I'm not very original, but uh, I just kind of kept it, kept it like that. And uh, you know, Hey, we, we tweet out all the different stats and we're trying to keep everybody up to date on what's here and, and what's coming, uh, you know, to target field in, in the upcoming year. Tim, thanks for joining the program today. No problem. Look forward to it, and uh, hopefully we can bring a championship here to the to the Twins minor leagues. And there you have it, folks. That is Tim Grubbs from the Wichita Wind Surge. When we return, we'll be joined by Charlie Lechtenberg, the manager of the Faribault Lakers. We'll be back with the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services, 
right after this. Is your portfolio swinging and missing more often than making solid contact? Falk Financial Services is an independent financial planning firm that works with advisory clients to build an investment strategy to meet your short, intermediate, and long-term goals. To learn more, call 507-645-2993 or visit us at falkfinancial.com. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities offered through First Heartland Capital, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through First Heartland Consultants. Falk Financial Services is not affiliated with First Heartland Capital. Uh, welcome back here to the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Folk Financial Services. Our guest is Charlie Lechtenberg from the Fairbow Lakers. And Charlie, thanks for joining the program today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Charlie, we've had kind of the pleasure to talk a lot of town ball baseball here this summer, and I'm, I'm glad to have you here involved in the conversation. Um, how long have you been involved with the Fairbow Lakers and town ball baseball? Um, I've been a member of the Fairbow Lakers since 2000. I took over as manager in uh, 2008 or 9. So, been for a while, ended up taking over. Uh, maybe it was 10, I don't know. 2009 or 10, I took over as manager uh, when I was still in college and have been there ever since. Yeah, you, you got to love the culture of town ball here in Minnesota. And, um, you know, for your Fairball Lakers, you guys have had some new ballpark renovations here at Belfield. Uh, what has went into these ballpark renovations, and what do they include? You know, Belfield, a lot of people, when they come in, they don't even recognize it anymore. It's been, grandstand's been totally redone, repainted. They've replaced a lot of the failing blocks. Um, they've now made it ADA accessible, and the whole front of the grandstand is now um, accessible, so they put a ramp up and made the whole front of the grandstand just a lot more viewer-friendly. Pulled out, we used to have an old chain link fence in there, and now it's all netting. Um, so all that, um, pretty much all the fencing around the park is all new. We have a brand new infield um, and just plain surface. And there's a couple more projects we'll be finishing up here before the state tournament for next year uh, coming this fall. But, yeah, the, just the whole plain surface is pretty much brand new and the whole park has really just been renovated through help from the Lakers and through the city. So it's been a, been a long couple of years, but the park is, you know, this is probably the best we've ever seen it. Charlie, and I'm glad you brought up the state tournament. We've talked to the Dundas Dukes about their ballpark renovations that they've got going on as well, preparing for that state same state tournament where you guys are going to host with Dundas and Meesville. And um, what else needs to be done before the state tournament next year in terms of your renovations and preparation for the event? Um, you know, I, I was expecting a lot more. The state board came down in June, and I thought they'd be telling us a lot more things we needed to do. Um, but we only have to add some fencing. They wanted some gates uh, to, you know, at the ends of our dugout there because they're open right now. They wanted that, and then... Um, we are actually going to pour a, kind of a cement apron in front of our dugouts and add that half fence that a lot of dugouts are going to and what you see, um, especially in all the major league dugouts, players can come out in front of the kind of extending our dugouts, making them bigger and safer too. So those, and then we'll be um, probably building a deck down the line and then some more concrete and like a plaza area for fans uh, for the state tournament. 
be a new scoreboard. That sounds fantastic, Charlie. I'm looking forward to getting out to Bell Field, and I think I'm going to have to check out your guys' Fox 9 Town Ball event that you guys are having next week. Um, a lot of people probably know that Fox 9 News, they go around to the different town ballparks around the summertime and feature town ball. And uh, you guys are going to be the star of the show this next week. And what should people expect? Um, you know, I think, well, first of all, it's the first day of the Rice County Fair. So um, you have to come in the east ex- east entrance of the ballpark. The north entrance to Alexander will be closed. So um, traffic will be a little the field will be a little tougher to get to still pretty easy just can't go a lot of the way that you know right off highway three um so i think it'll be you know a great great night though with the fair going on and to be able to host this town ball tour uh, we're so excited that they're coming to bell field and kind of show off a lot of the work we've done and and hopefully show off you know what our field will look like next year for the state tournament um, you know, we are going to also do a youth night there for youth baseball to get a lot of those families there and those players to come down to the park. And hopefully we got a special group coming in to sing the national anthem too before the game. Yeah, and w- what time is that game going to be and who are you guys taking on? Yeah, yeah the game is uh, 7.30 next Wednesday at Bell Field against uh, Rochester Royals. So it's a non-league game for us and actually a team that – used to be in their league the southern mini league but we've been out of there for probably the last six or seven years so an old rivalry for a team that we haven't played in a long time and don't really know many of the players on their team anymore but it'll be good to to play them again and i know they're a good class b team and you know they play the dukes and the and the northfield knights a lot too so again our guest is charlie lechtenberg he is the one of the managers here with the Fairboat Lakers. And, Charlie, um, looking at this season so far, which of your guys' players have had some fantastic seasons? And do you guys have any new players that you've been really proud of that have stepped up and been a big part of your guys' program? Um, yeah, you know, we started off the year, I think we were 8 or 9-0. and oh. We had Jake Patrushka back pitching with us. Uh, he pitched our first four games and then went and – he had one outing in independent ball and then signed with the Angels, so he's actually with them, AAA. So it's pretty cool to, to have a you know Fairball alum come back and a Laker alumni come and, and play four games with us, and awesome to see him now. Uh, I think he's actually 3-0 and and has an ERA like .53 uh, for the Salt Lake City for the Anaheim AAA. So that, that was awesome to have that to start the year. Two other players we got back that – Again, used to play for us, went to Newmarket for a while, are Nate and Nick Ross. Um, they've been a big additions for us. Nate Ross is uh, 8-0 on the year. He has not lost on the mound and has been kind of, I mean, he's been lights out. So to add an arm like that anytime has, has been huge, especially for us this year. You know, we've always had very good pitching, but we're pretty banged up. So to add Nate in there has been, been awesome and, He's been kind of our stopper, you know, when we need to go out there and get a win. He's been our guy. And past years, you know, that's been Matt Lane, and he's been that for us. Uh, he's a little banged up this year. But some of the younger, newer guys, uh, Jack Jandro, he's actually a graduate of BA, uh, Bethlehem Academy. He's been having a great year for us, a nice young guy there. Um, and, yeah, we're 
starting to turn things around. Injury bug plagued us there for a while, but we're starting to get healthy there and hopefully playing our, our best ball here towards the end of the season. And, Charlie, as the manager of the team, you guys have to have some goals kind of set, I'm sure. Uh, what are your guys' goals for the rest of the season here? Yeah, you know, our goal you know, from the start of the year has been to make it back to the state tournament. We fell a game short the last two years. Um, you know, we had a third-place finish in 2014, and we've made it to Labor Day two other weekends. Um, we just we just want to get back to that state tournament, and that's been our goal ever since the end of last year. And uh, we, we just want to get back there and hopefully make it, you know, make a run again and get back to playing in the state tournament. There's just nothing else like it, especially in amateur baseball. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the state tournament here in Minnesota with amateur baseball is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, Charlie, you've uh, been involved with this team for quite a few years. Do you have any favorite town ball memories from your times playing with the Lakers? You know, there's so many. Um, that first year we made the state tournament in 2014, we were kind of looking back on that. And that's, we actually took third place. Just an unbelievable run we had that year, and we didn't really know what we were doing and how good we were. And it was just an awesome season, but, you know, over the years, you know, um, we were able to bring Chris Reavers back, a guy who kind of run the town ball classic at uh, Target Field, and we were the first amateur baseball team to play in that at Target Field. That was definitely a highlight to be able to play at Target Field there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, every year there's just so many things that make it worthwhile, and, you know, the, the group we have and have had for a while is like a family, and, just sticking together and adding some younger guys to it. It's, it's been an awesome run. And I don't know, there's nothing else like amateur baseball really in Minnesota. Yeah. That target field event is quite incredible. Hopefully they can get that going again here. And um, yeah, you know, before we let you go, Charlie, uh, again, we're with Charlie Lechtenberg, the manager of the uh, Faribault Lakers and Charlie, uh, just one last reminder for anyone who's just tuned in, you guys got the Fox nine event coming up next week. Uh, when and where should people go? Yeah, uh, Wednesday, July 21st, next Wednesday, uh, Bell Field, 7.30 start, um, right in the Rice County Fairgrounds there, uh, by, right by the Aquatic Center. We'll be kicking off against the Rochester Royals, uh, and this is the last town ball tour of the year, so kind of lucky to have that spot to kind of showcase our field and kick off or you know end the season for for Fox and that and show off our field for the state tournament for next year. Charlie, thanks again for joining us today. Yeah, thanks a lot. Charlie Lechtenberg with the Fairbow Lakers. Well, folks, it was a great show today again, and of course, special thanks to Charlie Lechtenberg and Tim Grubbs. My name is Colin Lansteiner, and this was the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Guys, we got some great baseball action coming up here today. A doubleheader, the Twins taking on the Detroit Tigers. And you can hear it all right here on KYMN.